Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. You guys, we have Holly Julian, who we knew a long time ago as Holly Durst. Woohoo! <laughs> Where do I begin? You were on Matt Grant's season of The Bachelor. He was the London man. Yeah. Yeah, nobody even remembers that. I have this website where I can watch old uh, seasons, and I can't even watch his. It's like that far back. Oh, yeah. I think... Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. I have no idea. But it's it's totally not worth it. So that's great. <laughs> All I know is that you had short blonde hair. I did. Yes. I mean, I'm assuming what you have now is your natural color, right? Or no? Right. Yeah. My natural hair color is almost black. So yeah, I went through a crazy stage where I wanted to be blonde. I remember you were just kind of it didn't really seem like you were that into him. I remember you had a one-on-one and then the next week you had a two-on-one, which is pretty rare. Yes, I thought so as well. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was home. So you were like, okay, well that, that changed real quick. Right. Yeah. He, um, he had, I, there was a lot of really young girls on my season, which by young, that's like 22. And I, at the time I was 25. So, you know, I was much more mature, um, but he had given a rose to a girl, one of the really young girls, and she was just flaunting in everyone's faces. And I was the only one that said, you know what, it's your decision. Like you do what you want to do. And he thought that was, he was like, that was really cool of you. And so that's when he was like, I want to take you on a date. And I was like, okay. Didn't he pick her too? The- um, he picked. Yeah, he picked one of the young girls. Yeah, it was like a really random choice. I, th- I, it's what I remember. I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah, he was like six foot seven, and so we had a ton of tall girls on our season. And then the one girl that was like five foot—that's who he picked. Which is me all the time in real life. <laughs> so who was Holly before the show? I know that at least on on Matt's season, you were your title was a children's book author, which you are. Yes. But I'd love to hear about who you were before. Um, well, I worked at a boutique in Beverly Hills as the manager, and that's actually how I got cast to go on the show. I was I was walking down the street. Um, I, there was like a little gas station on the corner of Robertson Boulevard, and I, for two minutes out of my entire day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to run down and get something from the gas station. And in those two minutes, someone came up to me and said, hey, do you want to be on The Bachelor? And I said, okay. I had a very serious boyfriend um, for about almost a year and a half. And we, I thought I was going to marry him. Like I was like, we were deeply in love, I thought. And then um, that didn't go very well. And so, and we ended up breaking up very abruptly. And so, and about a month later, I was asked to go on the show. So I think, like, obviously that breakup had to have happened in such a horrible, like, way for me to not go back that, you know, that I was like, okay, I'm not, you know, we're done. This is over. And then I got asked to go on The Bachelor. And they're like, do you want to be on The Bachelor? And I said, yeah, I got nothing left to lose at this point. Had you ever watched the show beforehand? No. I had watched one episode of, um, I had a boyfriend in college who loved it, which is so funny. They all do. I watched one episode with him and that was it. Like, I, that's all I had known. And I was like, yeah, I've heard, like when they asked you want to be on The Bachelor, I was like, well, I've heard of it. I don't really know much about it. And they said, well, give the, um, go ahead and call this number. And so I called 
this number and they asked me a million questions. They said, do you, can you come in tomorrow for an interview, an on-camera interview? And I said, sure. And so that was on a Tuesday that I went in for that interview. And by the following Tuesday, I was already through night one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they found me and like booked it with me to get me on that show. I wonder if you were just the one they were looking for. Well, they said they needed, (laughs) this is what I heard, that they needed more like classy girls. They wanted like an all-American girl. And I was a cheerleader for 16 years and like short blonde hair, just bebopping down the street. And they were like, oh my God, you're perfect. (laughs) So I think they had ditched a few of the girls that they originally had picked and then decided to go a little classier, right? So I guess I I was a classy girl. You were. So the craziness, I guess, kind of started after that season. And I just recorded the other day with Deanna and it was one of my favorite episodes ever. But I didn't realize that you dated Jesse Sinsack. Yes. So, okay. Yes. What the heck? That was <laughs> So that was Deanna's, it was last week, everyone, you got to remember, Deanna's pick at the end of her season. Yes. Yeah, so then they broke up and he came after me to start dating me and I did I didn't know my season was directly after before Deanna's so it was my season on The Bachelor and then Deanna was The Bachelorette right after that so after Jesse and Deanna broke up he came after me and wanted to date me so I dated him for maybe three months and I toward the end of that I was like I can't stand this guy like we're not compatible at all and I was like I wish there was someone out there I could talk to and someone said I bet Deanna would understand. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, oh, you're right. I was like, gosh, she she probably hates me, though. And they were like, no, I bet you not. So we um, ended up, like, becoming best friends. Like, we spent every minute together out in L.A. Like, she ended up moving out there. And we were, I mean, we bonded over this guy that we both had dated and not liked. And so, like, that, we just became best friends. And yeah, and then I started uh, dating Michael. Wow. Here's the thing. So Deanna doesn't have great things to say about Jesse and that relationship. Right. When you were bonding, did you share like, oh my gosh, this was awful. Yeah, this was awful. Like, were there similarities? Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. (laughs) Gosh, I honestly forgot about dating him. But I think like, okay, that had to have happened. Like, we had to have dated. I mean, it was just a couple of months. It wasn't anything serious. But I was like, oh, man, this is just not going well for me. The funniest thing was that I was, you know, obviously just researching and saw a video of you and him doing an interview. And he's like, this is my girlfriend, Holly. And you're just standing there kind of like, okay, what do I do? No, yay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he was all about, like, the limelight and stuff. And I was the opposite of that. She would say the same thing, probably, Deanna. Yeah. Sponsorships or whatnot. Yeah. Well, then she obviously meets Steven, although she admits she was going after Michael a little bit. She thought Michael was cute. Deanna and I went out one night together and we met Michael. Okay. And she was like, I love Michael. I'm gonna, I want to marry Michael. (laughs) And was like in love with Michael. And I was like, okay, but Michael liked me. And so I was like, oh, you know, whatever. He's not really my type. And she's like, you have to date him, Holly. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't, and she's like, you have to date him. He's like, he's such a great guy. And I was like, you know, and then Michael kind of, he warmed up to me. And then we, so Michael and I started dating. She at this point didn't know Steven. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like at the same exact time that you guys. No, no. So yeah. So I started dating Michael. I was dating Michael a few months and 
Michael lived in New York at the time. I lived in Los Angeles, so we had a long-distance relationship. And so I spent all my time either with Michael or all my time with Deanna. And so I was like, well, this is ridiculous. Deanna needs to meet Steven. The four of us can just all be together all the time. And you were, it looked like. There was a little double date kind of photos. You got engaged around the same time too, right? Yes, yes, we did. So Michael and I, yeah, so Michael ended up moving to uh, LA and I had, well, I had a little game night. I set up a little game night at my house and I had Deanna and Steven both show up so that they could meet each other. And then they hit it off really well. And then things didn't go so well with Michael and I. (laughs) Well, here's what I gathered from Bachelor Pad, because we didn't hear the whole story, but you guys got engaged and then you broke it off the first time. Right. And then you got back together and then he broke it off the second time. Is that right? Yes. And then we went on Bachelor Pad right after he had broken up with me. What was the time frame between the breakup and Pad? Um, Maybe a month or two. Wow. Yeah. So it was pretty fresh. I was... I was kind of like, what? There's, And I didn't want to do Bachelor Pad. He had, um, he, he was like, we had been, they asked us to do it together. And we were like, oh, okay, you know, and then we broke up. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to do it now. And surely he's not going to do it. And then the producers called me every day and said, like, hey, have you thought any more about Bachelor Pad? And I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do it. And they said, well, Michael's going to do it. And that made you want to say, yeah, sign me up. I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it then. So the first time you guys broke up when it was your doing, what went wrong? Or what, what did you get cold feet or something? What happened? I just didn't feel like Michael to me, he was my best friend. Like he was the, he is such a great guy. Like he, I, such a great guy. And I couldn't see myself like marrying him I just saw myself being his best friend, which sucks for him. You know, like no man wants to be in the friend zone. But we had been together like a year and a half and I just started like panicking, thinking we're going to have to get married. And it just really scared me. So then I just didn't feel like that was right. I was like, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. And so that's what we had. He had proposed to me. Um, I had I had told him three days before he proposed that if he was thinking about proposing, I didn't think it was a good idea. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But he did it anyway. But I, you know, it was great. And then it was like a downward spiral. As soon as I had that ring on my finger, I was like, this doesn't feel right. And um, so I had called it off in, I think, November. Yeah. And then about a month later, we got back together, but we didn't tell anybody we were back together. We just kind of secretly dated. We didn't even tell his family we got back together. And then we were watching Emily Maynard's season of The Bachelorette, and <laughs> she was getting proposed to at the end, and he, we were watching it together, and he looked like he was going to be sick to his stomach. And I, like, paused, and I looked over, and I'm like, why, are, why do you look like that? And he was like, you, I proposed to you, and you took that away from me. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And so we had a really long talk. And then he's like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And like, he left my apartment. I was like, okay, all right. So I was not expecting that. Maybe I should have selected a different TV show. All because of Emily Maynard's season. (laughs) But you know what? God has his plans and we weren't supposed to be together. Wow. Yeah. But I still like, I don't have a bad thing to ever say about Michael. Which, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Interesting. So then you knew that Michael was going on before you even flew out there. That was common knowledge. Yes. Okay. 
And that made you feel good because obviously then you go on the other hand with Vienna, whose ex Jake Pavelka (laughs) is on there and she is not happy at all. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. So right before we went on the show, um, Michael called and he said, hey, do you want to get coffee together and just kind of talk about everything before we just air everything on national television? And I said, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And so we went and got coffee, and I don't think either of us even drink coffee. I don't know why we went to coffee. <laughs> and so we just sat there, and we talked, and, I, like, we told each other, like, no matter what, we have each other's back. Like, doesn't matter what's going to happen throughout this entire season. Like, we were going to be the best partners throughout this. And we did, and we stuck together. And obviously it worked for us because we made it to the end together. When you were entering the show, where was your heart at because you said it was only a month later I wanted to get back together with him like I was like I was super nervous to see him in the house and I like I was ready to get back together with him and I thought okay we're gonna get back together on the show we'll be engaged by the end of this like everything's gonna be back to normal yeah and so I walked into that well the producers were like what do you who do you want to see when you walk into the house and I was like well I don't know just a handsome man I don't care and then you see Blake (laughs) And I walked into the house and Blake's the only man in the house. And I was like, oh boy. Oh, wait, this whole plan might be foiled. But it's weird. It is weird because I started, like, the moment I started talking to Blake, I was like, okay, this is how it's supposed to feel, I think. You know, something was missing with Michael. And so then it it was really hard because it was like, do I go back with Michael or do I just start something new with some random person that I don't even know? Well, and we have so much to, to talk about with that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I believe in love at first sight, but maybe like crush at first sight with Blake. Like what grabbed your attention right off the bat with him? Well, the weird thing is, is that I didn't, it wasn't like, I just thought, Oh, he was cute, but nothing like, Oh, I have to have him. I just thought, Oh, you know, he's attractive. He's an attractive man. But I, and I said to him, the first thing I said to him was, you have a great smile. All the girls are going to love you. <laughs> and so I just, I wasn't thinking for myself at that point. Because you were still like team Michael. Yeah. I was like, oh, Michael's going to walk through the door. This is going to be nerve wracking, but you know, we'll probably get back together. And he walks through and it's, they of course show the kind of awkward silence where you guys are standing outside. Yes, I know. And it was, it was barely awkward. It was just like, okay, so how are we supposed to act together? (laughs) Uh, So right away, as you said before, you guys met up and agreed to partner up, but you guys partnered up. There was never a moment where you were considering anyone else, really. It was him. No, and I knew there was going to be a point where I had to send Blake home. Yeah. And I knew that was going to be hard, but I was I was never going to ruin my trust that I had with Michael. And how did y'all's history help your your game, I guess, as a couple? Um, I don't think it did. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, we were we were good teammates because I made friends with everybody and then he did all the Like, he had to lie to people. He had to do all the scamming. It was the strategy. You were the social. Yes. And he, like, did all the alliance stuff. And I didn't do any of that. And I, during all that time, I would go and take naps in the house. And then 
and that was it. I was like, all right. And then I would wake up from my nap and it was time to vote. (laughs) I think you mentioned that when you were trying to kind of figure out whether you were going to share, keep the money. And you said, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael kept it because he basically did everything. Did everything. (laughs) Yes. That's I was just, he said, you know what, Holly, but I couldn't have done it without you because you made the friends. Like you made friends with everybody. And I was like, oh, okay. So we, we were definitely a good team. Super important. One of the toughest things about being on birth control is just like that, the pharmacy says I'm out of refills and I have to take a day off of work to go to the gyno to get a new prescription. I was doing some research on how to make getting birth control more convenient and I found Simple Health. With Simple Health, you fill out an online profile, a doctor reviews to see if you're a good candidate for birth control, and that doctor will either write you a prescription for the birth control you want or they'll recommend the best one for you. Then your birth control ships to your door monthly. It's free with most insurance plans and starts at $15 a month without insurance. Simple Health is putting women in charge of their own health. And there's over 100 trusted brands of the pill, as well as the patch and the ring. And if you have any questions or if the birth control isn't working out for you, the patient experience team or the doctors are just a message away. The annual prescription is usually $20, but y'all can try Simple Health for free. Just go to simplehealth.com or enter the promo code Olivia at checkout. Just a reminder, Simple Health is not a replacement for routine checkups with your doctor. It just makes getting the birth control pill you need more convenient. Once again, that's simplehealth.com slash Olivia, or you can enter the code Olivia at checkout. So let's, you guys, Rick, I kind of want to cover the little moments of, of Michael and, and Blake and all that. But the first time Michael kind of bears it all to you is on a rooftop. You had gone yes. the rose and he said he was falling back in love with you. At that point, were you still in love with him? Um, I didn't know at that point. I think because I had already started being interested in Blake. And so I just felt very torn. It was like, oh, what do I do? Do I, you know, I just didn't know if I should start over. Did that conversation on the roof go the way you thought it would when he's... No. (laughs) I shouldn't. I feel like I told him that we, I felt like his best friend and not his girlfriend. And that was not what he wanted to hear. But then... As it's going on, you're in the house kind of flirting with Blake. One of the funniest scenes ever was when you and Blake are laying on the couch or a bed or something. And Melissa, who is Blake's partner, is like, invites herself in <laughs> to sit there oh, with you guys. That was so uncomfortable. They weren't even partners at this point. There were no partners at that point. Sort of alliance. Yeah, I don't know what the heck either one of them were thinking but that (laughs) I still joke around all the time like oh you still love Melissa (laughs) so it didn't bother you that I mean they only kissed like one time but at the yeah Blake like I knew that we had a connection at the beginning so it wasn't I wasn't worried at all and I thought all right well obviously if you want to be with her then be with her like I'm just so laid back that I'm like all right do whatever you want did you understand Melissa's complete emotional breakdown no, not at the time. I mean, I I feel like I'm so even keel that sometimes when people go crazy like that, I'm like, what is happening in their brain, you know? But as I always say, there's not a crazy, like, the only reason why women are crazy is because a man drives them there. Well, duh. Case in point right there. <laughs> I mean, she said that on the 
fin- finale or whatever, she's like, I'm not crazy, but you made me crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. That's exactly true. And then Blake asks you on a date, which is what led to Melissa's utter meltdown. And that was the, the date where you were skiing and being super adorable. And <laughs> there was really cute chemistry. Like, do you think you started falling in love with him on that date? Um, I think I liked him before that. Okay. And I think that's the reason. So what people don't know is that Blake and Michael talked before he asked me out on that date. And, and Michael and Blake said, Michael, I'm, I want to take Holly on this date. And Michael said, that's fine. Keep her safe. She needs to just get farther in the game. You know, Michael knew that Blake was going to take me on this date. I don't think he expected what, you know, had happened <laughs> was going to happen. Um, but he, they knew, I mean, he knew he was, Blake was trying to be respectful and say, Hey, I'm going to, but they did not tell Melissa I was going on this date. <laughs> Cause they knew what would happen. Right. Yeah. You come home and, um, you know, you're talking to Michael, you say me and Blake kissed and he was pretty upset. Did you think that was fair for him to say, I can't believe you would do that to me? Um, no, I mean, he, we weren't together. I don't think I didn't really need his permission to kiss someone. So, um, but I get I know I'm sure he was hurt. I would have been hurt too if Mike was doing that in front of me, just because of all of our history. Was there ever anyone that Michael on the show was romantically interested besides you, or no? Um, I think there was on a different season of Bachelor Pad. Oh right, the next season. I think he went on Bachelor Pad three. Yeah, he did, and he was kind of a villain. Not really, but a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I remember Erica Rose was like, I'm exposing you. Yeah, they, they're like still in a fight or something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the, the newlyweds game, someone had a really interesting question uh, when the little game where you're guessing what the other partner thinks or yeah. whatever. And everyone was saying, who's your least favorite person in the house? And everyone was saying, Blake. Did that make you nervous at all? Um, a, a lot of that was editing. Okay, it was. So it wasn't like... Well, you had to write somebody, and a lot of people were like, well, we're just going to write Blake, or it was a different question asked, and they just aired it like that, that people, everyone said Blake, because not everyone said Blake. I think also people were just really good friends with Michael, and they were just being like, you know what, we got Michael's back throughout all this. That's true. Yeah. Then the time comes where you have to vote off Blake and Erica, and you gave him a note that said, what was it? Your heart was breaking, that it wasn't the end for you guys. Yeah, I said, this isn't the last of us. That was a cool moment. And was that your idea? Like you wanted to, to write that? Yeah, I knew I was had to send him home that night. So I wrote that note and I knew that he loved Oreos. So I packed a little package of Oreos oh. and gave him the Oreos and the note. And at that point, had you made your mind that you were going to pursue Blake at some point? Yeah, at that point, yeah. I knew that I was going to see him again. That's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so then you get to the synchronized little rope deal dance thing, and you have to choose between (laughs) Vienna and Casey and Michelle and Graham. And basically, you had selfishness and selflessness, and you chose Michelle and Graham. Why did you do that? Well, Michael and Graham, were like they were best friends on the show, so they kind of made a little Final Four deal. Okay. And so Michael was like, hey, if any of the four of us win, we'll all just split the money. Got it. So we knew if we took those two that we'd all be guaranteed money. And in general, what was 
it like living with Casey in Vienna? I'm just so curious. Oh, so interesting. <laughs> Can I get some insight? I mean, that was eight years ago. I don't, I mean, I don't remember, but they, they like to fight a lot. Even when they were trying to convince you guys to vote for them or whatnot. Right. It was just so funny because Casey was talking and talking and then Vienna was like, I wish I could shut you up. <laughs> I love that Chris Harrison was like, or they were complaining about, it's not, or I loved when Vienna was, most of the drama happened because Jake was there and that's what. They were both fighting a lot because Jake was there. And Vienna's like, it's impossible to live with your ex in a house. And they panned to Michael and I and we're like, we're doing fine. We're okay. All is well. Yeah. It's always a good time to drink some bubbles. And I'm pretty sure my friends only like me because I bring the best bubbly to all of our get-togethers. I'm drinking Luc Belair, and it's just the best. It's the most amazing French bubbly I've ever tasted. Luc Belair's award-winning French bubbles pair well with fine dining or just hanging out with the gals. It's versatile and delicious. There are four unique styles. The number one in America is the French Rosé plus the Luxe, which I'm drinking right now. The Gold and the Luxe Rosé. Luxe as in it's so luxurious with every sip some ASMR right there. And somehow the packaging is just as good. The bottles are covered in gorgeous foils and elegant designs. They are seriously Instagram worthy and the taste is ridiculously good. I want you all to love Luke Belair the way that I do. My listeners will get 30% off their first order by going to lukebelair.com slash Olivia. I'm gonna spell it for you. L-U-C-B-E-L-A-I-R-E.com slash Olivia for 30% off your first order. LukeBelair.com slash Olivia. Cheers. So let's talk about the big ending, obviously. When you stopped filming the show, was the you guys winning and picking to choose or keep the money, was that live? That was, yeah. So that we had already been done filming Bachelor Pad and then we all got to go home. And then that got filmed like three days before it aired. So you didn't even know who had won for a while, obviously, because everyone yeah. started live. Yeah, exactly. And then we got engaged um, the day before the finale aired. So you obviously went home. Did you at all break up with Michael, like for good? Or was it already kind of over by the end of filming? It was over by the end of filming. And he knew that. I knew that. We all knew that. And then he knew I was going to pursue Blake. So you told him that. Yeah. And he thought like the shocking news was that we were going to move in together. And I was, he's like, yeah, I heard Holly's moving to South Carolina. How did you and Blake connect again? Uh, oh, so I got off the show as soon as the last um, we filmed the finale episode before the actual finale, the last episode. And then I got my phone back and it, I ran into my apartment and charged it. And as soon as it turned on, I called Blake. It was the middle of the night. I called him and he was still in California because he lived in South Carolina at the time and he was still in California. And he said, Oh, I'm still here for the weekend. My, um, one of my best friends is getting married tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, well, wonderful. I hope I get to see you. And he said, do you want to be the date, my date to the wedding? And I was like, yes, just no photos, no photos. Right. I was like, we weren't allowed to be out together. And so I went to this wedding with him and that was really kind of our first date. And it was just as good in the real world. Yeah. It was perfect. 
then a week later after that, uh, we both flew to Colorado. It was his 10-year high school reunion, and he took me. And then how soon did you guys get engaged? What was the time frame with that? Um, we got engaged three months after we met, which is so insane to me. True bachelor style. Right? I was like, what were we thinking? I didn't, I'm like, I had a ring on my finger and I didn't even know your favorite color. Like, <laughs> Were you expecting him to propose? I mean, obviously there were cameras around, so maybe you, you knew. Yeah. I thought they were filming a, what have Holly and Blake been up to? Just like, are they dating now? Yeah. And I was like, not expecting it at all. But he got really, really nervous right before it happened. Um, the one of the producers had poured like two glasses of wine or whatever. Oh, no, no. He we went up on this picnic and he was pouring a glass of wine for me and he handed it over to me. And then he poured one for himself and he chugged his whole glass of wine. And then I like was like, I looked at him weird. I said, do you want mine? Like <laughs> he was just really nervous. So what about dating him in the real world plus what you met on on the show like what made him the the guy for you and still to this day the guy for you right I know um I don't know what it was it just was that initial attraction that it wasn't like so with Michael everyone kept saying oh Michael's a good guy you should just date him you know and it wasn't I felt like it wasn't my choice yeah and so when I'm when I met Blake I was like oh you know this is I I like him and I kept liking him and then it kept growing and then you know all of a sudden we were engaged I was like well I guess I'm in this here we go (laughs) oh okay so this is what we need to know about is the painful announcing the engagement on the show I have to think that wasn't entirely your idea no we actually um Blake wrote all the producers everybody and said I do not want to rub this in Michael's face that's the last thing I want to do. I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable. I don't want you to like spring this on him and surprise him and all of a sudden show the, the tape of me proposing right in front of him. I don't want him to be blindsided. And they found a loophole because he made them sign all these papers saying they wouldn't do that. And they found a loophole and they aired the engagement before Michael and I came out. And then, then they introduced Michael and I as the final... Um, and they we, like they brought us out, and then Chris Harrison goes, "Congratulations, Holly." Ugh. And Michael is like, and he goes, "Have you told Michael?" And so then I was just such a jerk. Was like, "Yeah, we're engaged." Like, and they had taken our phones away from us, so I couldn't call him to tell him. It was just, it was just horrible. Like I felt awful. We both felt horrible. Um, Blake stopped talking to all the producers. He was just so angry that he's like never, he's like I never in a million years wanted to hurt him like that so obviously he's sitting backstage waiting to come out he has no, he's not watching a live feed or anything of course no yep they, they want that reaction I swear I heard you say something or at least I saw you whisper to him like we need to talk or something like before like right when he got on stage I was trying to tell them before we got there and then they just kept us apart. They were like, nope, nope, you guys got to stay apart until, and I was like, they knew exactly what they were doing, but. It makes me so ill sometimes. I know. It made me really sad because it put such a negative spin on our engagement. And because of that, we were like, we don't want to have anything to do with the show anymore. Like we kind of just backed away from it. He's over it now. He's like, all right, it's fine. It's been long enough now that. He's like, we're, we're fine, but... Do you guys still have contact with production or no? 
Um, yeah, I I went out. I flew out to L.A. for Colton's like premiere thing. Yeah, you were on the the camera at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we were supposed to be at Jaden Tanner's wedding, but there was a huge snowstorm and we got snowed in, so we couldn't go to that. So we we're fine now with everything, but. For a long time, he's like, nope, don't want to do anything. Don't want to go to anything. I mean, that was like maybe top five most awkward TV moments ever. Yeah, it was just I got so many emails from people saying, like, you're an idiot for marrying Blake. He's awful. All this stuff. I'm like, no, that that's not it's true that's just tv and you don't know him did you and michael ever like after after all that happened did you get to talk to him afterwards no which was so awful like i remember hugging him down in like like behind the scenes and like saying i was sorry and that was it and that was the last time i ever talked to him wow was the, the finale and since then never spoken no, I know. I'm like, it's, it's, I'm still sorry. <laughs> Does that mean that you and Deanna, is that you you guys can't really be as close anymore because of Steven? Yeah. Well, I moved away right after we got engaged. So we, yeah. I mean, Deanna and I are still like, we're Instagram friends. You know, we like each other's stuff and yeah, chat here and there, but it's not, we're not obviously as close as we used to be. It might be a little bit awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a really interesting question and we kind of touched on it but at the point where the cast members are voting the winner you guys win and the opportunity is for you and Michael to split the money or keep the money was there ever a time where you thought Michael's gonna take it for himself never never I never thought that like just because of our talk prior to and we just always said we were going to stay teammates throughout the whole thing, no matter what. So even though he was like, Oh, you know, I, you know, trying to play both sides. I was like, I knew he was going to share this like long pause thing and tried to seem like he was going to go the other way. Yeah. I knew we, we both, I would have never taken the money away from him. And I don't think he would have done that to me. So was there anything specific that you, I think it was $125,000. Did you, People wanted to know if you put the winnings towards the wedding or the house or anything like that. Um, well, we split it all the, between the four of us. Oh, you did? Yes. And then we gave, um, Michael and I each gave um, some money to Ella from our season because she wanted to put a down payment on a house. So we helped her do that. And then I had not much left, honestly, after after taxes and splitting it all so then I put um I published my children's book with the money and then the rest went to the wedding and then and then there was nothing left (laughs) gotta do bachelor pad again I know right I wish they need to they need to bring back bachelor pad I loved it so much so I'm curious what in a perfect world had the producers not found a loophole or whatever how would you and Blake would have liked to have handled all of that with Michael. Did you even want to talk about it on TV at all? Or I wish I would have. I wish it's like it was hard because we got engaged and we were so excited and happy and we were trying to spend that time together. And it, I, looking back, I'm like, should I have just got engaged and then went straight to Michael and told him? You know, it was just like I was trying to enjoy the moment with Blake and not think of Michael right away. Or maybe have just done it after. And then it could have been like not even a topic, really. 
Yeah, I think the producers were really pushing for an engagement. I feel like that's how Bachelor in Paradise started. They're like, Woo, we can get people to get engaged at the end of this. Let's start a new show. <laughs> were they at all wanting for you guys to get engaged like on in the house while y'all were filming? No, I think they had talked to, um, they had just talked to Blake after he went back in for interviews and stuff. And he was, they're like, so are things getting serious with Holly? And, you know, they were kind of prying and they're like, they probably were like, hey, do you think you would propose to her? We've got a ring for you. <laughs> <laughs> so then you hop in a car, you move to South Carolina pretty much right away, you said, right? Yeah, I watched the finale with him in South Carolina. Wow. And then everyone is uber obsessed with your wedding video. Blake crying. That's like every bride's <laughs> dream. I thought I was going to cry. The whole day I was like in tears. I'm like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I can't hold myself together. And then for some reason, the moment I started walking down the aisle, I'm like, I got this. I, and then Blake's like, <laughs> then he's the one crying, weeping. So yeah, everyone just wanted to know how that day was. Do you have any like kind of insight at how great that day was or any best moments? Um, well, it was, it was a perfect day. The, this is a really funny story, which I don't ever tell this to anybody, but, um, the, I got really nervous because on the way to the ceremony, like the next step was to get married. I were, I'm on this like bus full of my bridesmaids and my mom and my mother-in-law and we're sitting on this bus going to the wedding and every rose has its thorn comes on the radio. Oh. And that was the song that Brett yes, Michaels sang yes, in the little van or the so everybody just stops and turns and looks at me and I was like I just had the just the craziest expression on my face I was like oh my goodness like and everyone's like oh driver driver can you change it can you change it and I was like oh my gosh is this a sign it's an omen and no this is the weirdest part the driver changes the station and I kid you not the song started on a different station on a different station just pressure <laughs> and everyone turned and they're like no and I was like oh my gosh and I'm so into signs and I was like what does this mean I have to go back to Michael again and I thought what are the chances that it plays twice as I'm driving to go get married like isn't that so odd That's so strange yeah but anyway the the wedding was great <laughs> and how many uh bachelor people were there uh we invited a bunch but I mean not many people like to go to South Carolina, but Erica Rose came and Ella and a couple of people from Blake season. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, Bachelor wasn't that big when we were that back in the day. I feel like it's much bigger now. Well, here's the excitement I want to talk about, and that's that you and Blake are parents. Yes, very tired parents. Oh, I, I, I bet. But you had just posted, I did not, I don't think you really were very vocal about the fact that you had been struggling with infertility for about se what is it seven years seven years yeah I didn't tell anybody I didn't even tell my family when I was going through my first round of IVF because I thought this is so you know for years I've been trying to have kids and everybody was like everybody wrote me on Instagram every day I'd get a message hey when are you gonna have a baby and I was like oh I wish I knew what does that feel like being oh it was awful it was awful. Just, I mean, everyone just expects you to be able to have babies and 
I expected it as well. And it just didn't happen for me. And so we went through all this infertility stuff and, you know, tried and tried and tried to have a baby and it just didn't work for us. And we ended up getting a surrogate. She got pregnant, lost the baby at eight weeks, um, got an, she wanted to do it again, lost another baby. I was like, I, my heart cannot handle any more of this. Did you ever think about trying another surrogate? Um, no, at that point, all of, we had 11 embryos at, to start with, and that was the last two that we used. Oh, so, I see, I see. Okay. Um, yeah, we were done. We had no more embryos, and going through, getting your eggs taken out is um, not fun. No. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I've am i made peace with never carrying my child in my belly. You know, I was like, it's going to be okay. And so I, for years, have thought, I'm supposed to adopt, I just know it. And so we got an adoption wait list and just we're waiting and waiting and waiting. But thankfully, Instagram is a thing because some woman wrote me on Instagram. She wrote me in June and said, asked, she said, someone had told me you guys were interested in adopting and she's just the sweetest person ever. And we just kept in contact and kept talking and talking and talking. And then in September, she had her baby. You are kidding. It was Instagram. Yeah, so we were st- we were we're still on the wait list at, through our agency. We'll stay on it. You never know. Well, they have to pause it as soon as we get a placement. So, yeah. so we got placed in um, our home. So we'll wait another year unless someone else is pregnant and wants us to take care of their That's baby. Unbelievable. Yeah. So she um, and we're still like we just love her dearly. She's so wonderful and yeah, Poppy. She's so beautiful. I know. I was like, how did we get so lucky? I'm so afraid to adopt again because she's so perfect. I was like, no one is ever going to be as perfect as you. And how long did the adoption process take? Was it longer or shorter than you you thought it was going to be? Oh, well, on the wait list, that took for, I mean, we got on the wait list last November and we we still would not have a baby if we stayed on the wait list. So I'm very thankful that this woman wrote me and I, I just kept praying about it. I was like, I don't know, like, if this is supposed to be our baby, like God, let me know. And I just kept feeling like this is our baby. This is our baby. And the, we got closer and closer. And I was like, okay, I know it. I know this is our baby. Did you meet the biological mom at all in person or? Yeah. So we flew up, she lives in Virginia and we flew up there and uh, met her like, um, I think three weeks before she gave birth. Wow. Yeah, and we got to see the ultrasound, and we took her to lunch and just talked to her for a while, and and then we flew up there and got her. Two, I, we heard she got to spend two days with her first mom, and then and then she was born on a Saturday, and we got her on a Monday. And I really like this question. I, I asked Facebook for some questions, too. Uh, Steph Lynn said, how did she find peace with her infertility journey and stay positive? I'm three years in and losing myself to it. Right. So that people ask me that all the time. And I tell them, don't let infertility guide you. I lived such a good life throughout all the infertility and it hurt. It, I'm not going to say it didn't hurt at all because it was the most painful thing. And I have never cried so much in my life, but I had to find joy in other things. And I didn't, I didn't want my story to be the infertility story. I wanted people to look at my life and be like, wow, she is so happy and she's so positive and she's living her life. And like, I, 
I, I love traveling. It's one of my favorite things ever. And I love just going on adventures and stuff. So I, I spent the entire year last year traveling the world. I just went everywhere I possibly could. And I was like, you know what? This is what I want my life to be. I want my life to not be surrounded by the sadness of infertility. So you have to find joy in the smallest things. And how did the time of your life affect you and Blake's relationship? Did it make you guys stronger? Well, they say that um, one round of IVF increases your chance of divorce. I forget the percentage, but I was like, oh, wow, okay, so we've gone through it like four times. So this would, you know, definitely increase our chance of divorce. But um, I, he was, when I was going through all the hormone shots and, you know, stabbing myself every day, just giving me self, myself injections, he was the one like encouraging me and he, I would cry a lot and he would say, you know, the days that you don't cry are the days that you go to the gym. And like, he started to know the pattern and I was like, that's true. And so he's like, so maybe your only thing to do today is just go to the gym. And I was like, yeah. So then I just started going to the gym more and then I you know, got stronger in both ways, um, physically and emotionally. Right. Just support each other through it. Yeah. But then when we lost um, both the babies from our surrogate, I was the one that was strong because I wasn't all hopped up on hormones at this point. And I, he was the one like really hurting because I think he thought, okay, this was our last shot. And so he was hurting really bad. So I had to be the support system at that point. So it was just back and forth. Would you ever consider doing a future round of IVF or no? Um, I don't know. I really am okay with, like, I'm, I just love Poppy so much that I don't, I don't know. Right now, I just don't want to share the love with any other thing. I was like, I, I really just want to really concentrate on her. So I thought, I'm okay if we don't ever have any other children. And how has your life changed since becoming a mommy? Oh my gosh, Every, <laughs> everything has changed. There's not one thing that is the same. Sleep. Um, sleep is very important and I don't get that anymore. <laughs> and also food, I really miss eating all the time. <laughs> um, I really miss just jumping in the car and going somewhere. Um, those things just don't happen anymore. And how has Blake uh, taken to fatherhood? Oh, he's great. Um, he's been very helpful, which I... I hear horror stories about some dads that are just terrible after their wives have kids, but um, he's been really good. He takes all the the night shifts throughout the weekend. That's great. And then I do the weekdays, so I get I can't wait to sleep tonight. Well, how is her sleeping schedule right now, if there even is one? Um, yo, she was on. I put her on a schedule at two weeks old. Good for you. Yeah. Um, she well, she just wakes up once in the night to eat, like around two or three in the morning, and right back to bed. Nice work. And have you noticed any like personality traits or anything yet? Um, she's starting to smile now, which is just melting my heart. <laughs> you have a favorite part of motherhood so far? Um, people think I'm crazy, but I I really like feeding her in the middle of the night. Cause she's just so sweet and cuddly and I'm like, I like getting up at three in the morning and feeding her. What I don't like is like 6am, 6 or 7am feeding. Well, everyone is so, my whole Facebook was just covered with people being like, we love Holly and Blake. We're so happy for them. Aww. Yeah. People are thrilled for you guys. Seriously. She's amazing. I'm so happy that we have her finally. Finally. It only took seven years. I know. And I, I would wait another seven years for her. 
I just want you to have one more. <laughs> I know. Well, Blake goes, hey, you remember when you said you wanted three kids? And I was, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm good with one. Like, it's fine. But everyone says once the newborn stage is over, then you, you're like, okay, I'm ready for another. Let's do another one. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing that people had questions about, and I don't know if you'll answer this question, but can we get in any insight into what happened with Reality Steve? Oh my gosh, yes. So <laughs> he asked me right before I left for Bachelor Pad if I was doing Bachelor Pad, and I had already signed my contract where we couldn't tell anybody we were doing the show. And he said, Hey, are you doing Bachelor Pad? And I said, No. And that was it. And so then the day before I left, he said, I just got confirmation that you're doing Bachelor Pad. You lied to me. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, just because I couldn't tell you I was under I was under a signed contract that I couldn't say anything and now and he was just butthurt were you guys like BFFs like why why was it even such a big deal um no I mean he had come to LA and like uh, Deanna and I don't remember Natalie gets if you remember her she won bachelor had one she um her and I were roommates so like the well, three of us would hang out and he'd come to town. We just, you know, we hung out with him one time. So I don't know. We were not BFFs. That's so interesting. Well, there you go, people. It was just him being um, mad that I did, couldn't tell him. Have you guys ever spoken since then? No. <laughs> wow. No, I, I mean, I don't really care. It was so trivial that I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Apparently he tried to do he tried to like do the same thing to Erica Rose and she contacted me. She's like, "What happened with you in reality, Steve?" Because he's trying to do he's trying to do me dirty. I was like, "Yeah, he did the same thing." Well, I know you have to get Poppy down. So, <laughs> oh, I I think I hear you do. She's like, "I'm ready for my nap." Put your uh, social media out there, and everyone's got to watch the video on your Instagram because it. I sobbed watching it. So anyway, put it out there. Oh, what my Instagram yes. name? At Holly Julian, H O L L Y J U L I A N. Easy enough. No Twitter, nothing, just that. Oh yeah, I have Twitter, but I don't really use it. It's mostly Instagram. I love Instagram. There you go. Okay, go go hang out with Poppy and get her down. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. Bye, cuties. All right, bye. 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 